Does your business spark joy for you? That's what we're talking about in today's episode. It's time for the Becoming a Profitable CEO podcast, and it's all about providing you with the tools to succeed on this ever-evolving business building journey. My mission is to make sure you know you are not alone, that it is possible, and that you, yes, you can do this. You matter. The world is a better place for having you in it, and your voice is needed. I'm Teresa Cleveland, and I believe that we can all make a difference and that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, thanks so much for being here. I'm so glad to have you join me for this episode of the Becoming a Profitable CEO podcast. It's so good to be back to work, and I am just thrilled with everything that is coming up in the next few months. All right, so let's jump in. It is week 16 of 2021. Is that crazy? It seems a little bizarre while so many things feel like they're standing still, but time just keeps moving right on. So if this is week 16, that means we've got 36 weeks of the year left. Let's make the most of it. It's spring here in my corner of the world, and oh my gosh, in Ohio, spring will bring you anything. I looked at the weathercast this past Friday. And it said we were going to be, you know, for the next week. Sometime this week, it's supposed to snow one day. But today was 74. So I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday that it's supposed to snow. So who knows? You know, we have a saying, if you don't like the weather, stick around. It'll change. I can't help but think this time of year, though, about spring cleaning. And, you know, we get that feeling after being pent up all winter and we just start shedding all the extra stuff, it seems like, including weight, you know, that we've gathered all winter. And I'm a big believer that we need to do some spring cleaning in our business or, you know, sometimes a couple of times at least during the year and dig in and see, you know, what's serving us, what's not. And it reminds me of uh, back in 2019, Marie Kondo, you know, I don't know if you saw it. It's probably still out there, but she had a show tidying up with Marie Kondo. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, she's a professional organizer and the author of The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. In every episode of that show, she helps people declutter their spaces and she walks them through this very specific order of categories and they only keep the items that are spark and joy or that truly make them happy. She shows up at the door, she knocks on the door and they get started. Now, obviously with your home and all the different rooms and everything else, this takes place over you know a period of time. And it may take you more than one session or one sitting to do this in your business. But as I did that, I mean, I breezed right through the shows and I did my closet. Oh my gosh, still now, it's crazy to me when I go in there two years later, it stuck like it's still in there. My closet, my clothes are folded the way that she suggests and all of it. My closet is organized. And I can't say that for the rest of the house because I never did it to the rest of the house. But in my bedroom and my uh, closets and drawers, I did. And truly just walking in there sparks joy for me. So with this process we did like for the uh, closet is you take all the clothes out, all of them right? All of them and put them in the middle of your bed, just the biggest pile. Oh my gosh, I'll have to see if I can find I took a picture of it. I'll have to see if I can find that. So put them all in the middle of the bed. And then you go through each item and you hold it up and you ask yourself, does this spark joy? Does this make me truly happy? And if it's a yes, great. 
you put it in the pile of things that you're keeping and you go to the next piece. So with the next piece, you know, it might be no, like, mm, no, got that on sale, not quite my color, you know, whatever the, the reason is. Or, you know, I, oh, I was wearing that when such and such happened. So no, it does not spark joy. So what you do, you just don't toss it into a pile and to get rid of, you actually think it. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, right? But uh, you do, you think it for, you know, how it's served you. Because if you have it, if you bought it, you have it for a reason. And in whatever moment, it did spark joy for you. So you think it for the way that it has served you, however that might be. And then you fold it, put it in a pile so that you can get rid of it and pass it on. So perhaps it'll cause, it'll strike joy for someone else. Now, this whole concept really stayed with me and I found myself, you know, I still do from time to time, find myself thinking about it just unexpectedly and how it really relates to all aspects of our life, right? It's personally and professionally. So I'm going to share today some of my thoughts about how it relates to business. So you know the process. You look at whatever it is and does it spark joy? Does it make me truly happy? If it does, we keep it. If it doesn't, we think it, fold it, put it in a pile. Great. So that's what I want you to do. What about your business sparks joy for you? I mean, get really, really honest with it, right? Okay, so just what activities do you dread doing? Which parts of your business actually make you excited? And which ones do you just wish someone else would do for you? And how much of your business doesn't spark joy? How much are you holding on to just because you think you should? Because you took a course and somebody said you should do it this way. Whatever the case may be, how much are you holding on to because you just think you should? Also, are you saying yes to projects that you really don't even want to do? I mean, we tend to do that, right? We're good at it. We can do it. But it may not be the thing that sparks joy for us. I know for me, that was the huge shift going from the entrepreneur's toolbox to the purposeful CEO because I was just doing work that did not spark joy for me anymore. And think about it. Just ask yourself, is your business heading in a direction right now that just doesn't do it for you anymore? If that's the case, it's okay. It's okay to say, I want to change things. I want to do things differently. And it, it doesn't mean you're going to throw everything out the window tomorrow, but you can begin planning to make that shift. For me, when we went from the entrepreneur's toolbox to the purposeful CEO, that happened over about a span of about a year and a half. Again, you don't have to do it all tomorrow. Just take note of these things, right? So that you can really open that space so that you can decide what does spark joy? What do I want to keep? What do I want to change? So we're going to talk about like decluttering your business. Okay. So one thing that I really loved about her method, uh, Marie Kondo's method is that she had a specific order of the uh, categories to declutter. So she started from the easiest to the hardest. And that way you get into the practice. She said like her clients would get into the practice of knowing what sparks joy before they really get to the difficult stuff because some of that other stuff is not as simple to just be like, yeah, I'm done with that. Just think about it when you start going through mementos and papers. Oh my gosh, paper is my nemesis in life. I've never had a really good relationship with paper. I just have way too much of it in my life, which by the way, is why I bought my Remarkable. If you don't know what that is, look at up, game changer. At least for me, it truly was a game changer. Uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes so that you can check it out. But oh my gosh, so much more productive now. And I know right where everything is. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, we're going to follow that same idea, right? So we're going to start with like the easiest things that maybe you can outsource or eliminate in your business to the pieces that are really, you know, maybe the hardest to let go of if they're not sparking joy for you. 
So let's start with your social media accounts. Are you just sick of some? Oh my gosh, could they come out with one more? I say that in jest because dear God, we know they can, right? Anybody on Clubhouse? Ugh, I didn't even go there. Anyway, so think about it. Are you on any of these platforms just because you think you should be, even though you hate it and it really isn't helping your business? And let me tell you, when you look at that, don't just say, oh, I get a lot of engagement on this or that platform. It's like, what are your conversions? Like we can all jump online and have chats and be friends and do all these things, but is it really serving your business? If not, let them go. I just deleted my uh, Instagram account probably about a week ago. I was just sitting there one evening and not working, just sitting there fiddling around with some things. And I just thought, you know what? I hate Instagram. I do. And it's not serving me at all. I need to just go ahead and delete those accounts. Prior to that, I had been thinking like, oh, well, maybe we should do this with it. And maybe we should do with that with it. But it was so clear that night, just out of, out of nowhere, I was just like, I need to delete my Instagram accounts. And I did. Felt so, so good. Not saying you have to run out and delete yours, but, you know, think about it. Either delete them or find a way to reduce the time that you spend on any, you know, particular platform. And I know you can outsource and, you know, you could outsource and have somebody do it for you. But again, if you're not getting the numbers, if you're not getting the ROI on it in your business, why pay somebody? Why spend money to have somebody putting that out there for you if it's not working? And sure, we can automate it too. I think we all know the platforms do not like third-party automation. All right, next up, look at your marketing activities. If you really don't like a marketing activity, chances are it's not providing you any great returns right now anyway. Because let's face it, either you're probably not even doing it or you're half-assing it at best. If you hate guest posting, stop doing it. Let me back up for just a second, because if you really don't like doing some of these things, but they are, they do have an ROI for you, then that's where I would consider outsourcing them to someone else. So again, if you hate marketing on social media, where can you cut that back? All of these things, you want to be able to systematize it or outsource it if it's something that you really don't care for. When you have a system or a recipe, it seems like everything is so much better or at the least more tolerable. If you keep meaning to blog or send out an email and you just don't like doing it, it's not bringing you joy hire a content writer or just figure out a different way to do your content marketing. I know some people don't like doing Facebook Live, so what do they do? Some of them will just do a recorded video and put that out there because at least you're getting the message out and you're still communicating with your audience. And it may be that you enjoy doing that more so than being live. So when you're looking at your marketing activities, go ahead, take the stuff off your plate that is causing you to beat yourself up because you're not doing it or you're, you know, doing it, but you're not even consistent. All right, next up, we've got services and products. And so just stop and look at that. Make a list. If you don't already have it in a spreadsheet, make a list of all of your products and services. And dear God, I hope you're not just coming up with a new product or service every time you talk to a prospect. That's a whole other conversation. Anyway, look at the products and services that you just aren't wild about anymore. You know, that one that you hope nobody's going to ask about, get rid of it. Take it off the shelf. It's okay. If that product or service doesn't fit you anymore, out it goes. I'm fairly certain that you did learn something from it, so be sure to thank it for its service as you let it go. Is it time to retire those old courses and info products that don't mesh with your business anymore as you've shifted and grown? Clear out those services. 
Free up the space where you can create something new and fresh that is in alignment with you and the audience that you're serving. The truth of the matter is what I've seen over and over again is that your business will not grow if you keep doing stuff you don't like. Why is that? Because you won't put in the effort necessary to make it successful. And if you love what you're doing, you're going to want to tell everybody about it. And isn't that the heart of marketing? Next up, we've got the category of clients. You see how it's getting tougher and tougher here, right? So do your clients spark joy or do you have a few that you kind of dread working with? You know the ones you see it pop up on your Voxer or a message or your email and you just kind of go, (sighs) you have to sit back, take a deep breath and get yourself together before you respond. Are you saying yes to some clients that you really don't want to work with because you need the money? Or maybe your business has grown in a direction that no longer fits how you've been working with them. There could be a variety of reasons. So go ahead, list out your clients, what you like about each of them and what you wish were different. You may find that you don't need to get rid of them or offboard them. You just need to change a few things, maybe setting some boundaries or raising your prices. If those things are out of alignment, chances are you're not going to be happy. So if you want to enjoy working with them, see if there's anything that you can adjust so that it is in alignment with you. Or maybe you just need to let them go. I know for me, this has been one of the hardest areas to face because let's face it, clients are our lifeblood, right? Whether it's through purchasing our products or working directly with them, that's where the money comes from. And it is scary AF to risk losing them sometimes, even if you want to bang your head on your desk every time you see their name in your inbox or on your caller ID. I know for me, I've had clients that stress me out so much that it just wasn't worth it to work with them for what ever reason, and I had to break up with them or seriously reduce our hours together. And so often it really doesn't have anything to do with them. We enjoy them as a person, but the work relationship is just not a healthy one. But you know what? Once I broke up with a few clients, it really freed up so much time that I was able to create and work with clients that I love and to do what I enjoy doing in my business. And along with freeing up that time in my life, it freed up my mental space as well. It's been scary to declutter my client list, but so, so worth it. So side note, just be sure to take a look at why you feel stressed working with certain people. And yeah, it may be a personality clash, but it could also be that you've just simply outgrown the way that you're working with them. And figuring that out will help you determine who you want to work with and how you want to work with them. All right. And last but not least, let's talk about team members. So a lot of the same rules as clients. If you wouldn't have lunch with them, you probably shouldn't be working together. And if dealing with them just stresses you out, it might be time to find a new team member. So think about it. Do you have any team members that you just aren't jiving with or who aren't working out? And maybe you just don't want to admit it. Now, to be clear, it's normal for things to be bumpy when you first start working with someone, right? So if you're in the early stages of your working relationship, you might need to just give it some time and see what happens. You have to have that time to act for both of you to acclimate to working together. I'm a huge proponent for really growing your team and nurturing your team, being sure that you're training them in the way that you do business. Yes, they know how to post on social media and all of that, but they don't know your business yet. So they're just getting to know that. And I'll be the first to admit it, letting go of team members isn't fun. But if you're having problems, have a talk with them and see what's going on. Because 
not everyone is communicative about what's going on in their life. So there could be something happening that's affecting their work, or maybe you just aren't communicating as well as you think you are, which causes, you know, wires to get crossed somewhere. I've definitely been in that position before. We're so close to it and we may not always communicate as clearly as we think we are. So just do what feels right. Go with your gut here. Trust your instincts here because you know what you need in your business and you have a pretty good idea about whether or not this person is going to be able to do the job to the level that you want it done. Everyone's business is different. So think about it, you know, is there anything else in your business that doesn't spark joy for you? You know, that's the stuff that you want to outsource or eliminate. It could be a program that you're using. It could be a system that isn't as effective as it once was. So just think about in your particular business, what is sparking joy and what's not. Now, just quick reminder, be sure, thank anything and or anyone that you're letting go of. And this can be something you do in your own space between you and the universe. Thank it or them for what you've learned and how you've been able to grow through having it or them as part of your journey. And this, in my opinion, is a very, very powerful part of the process. And remember, there's some things, let's say like accounting, that don't spark joy for most people, but you can't really eliminate it. And that's why we hire accountants, right? So use the list that you've created to identify the different parts of your business that don't make you happy and ask yourself whether they're necessary to your business. If they aren't, toss them. If they are, outsource. Well, that's it for today. I look forward to being back with you next Monday. And in the meantime, check out our guest episode this Thursday. Until then, let's go make a difference. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Becoming a Profitable CEO. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to our Facebook group at thepurposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook and share your take on today's episode. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.